The magic happens for you in sales when you can spot yourself going into a sales slump and figuring out how to get out of the sales slump. And it's going to take some time, it's going to take some work, and it's going to take some effort. Now, the great news for you is most salespeople will never do it. So they will always, always, always complain about sales slumps, but never get out of them. Every single message you deliver is really a sales call. Either you are selling or being sold. Salespeople love to brag about their skills. And the truth is, your success in closing sales depends on your skills, your abilities, and finding the right training. And the great news is, you have come to the right place here at The How to Sell Show with your hosts, Dale Bell and Scott Sylvanbell. And be sure to join the party at howtosell.live and download your copy of The 10 Common Mistakes Salespeople Make. Aloha from Sacramento, California today. Today's a fantastic day. I'm coming to you live from the How to Sell Show studios. And here's the thing. Today's episode is number 150. And I've titled it How to Get Out of an Emotional Downturn in Sales. And anytime I hit like an anniversary number or the 50s or the 100s or the 200s or the 1000s, even on my YouTube channels, I I make a pretty cool special topic. And for a long time now, I've been writing with salespeople and working with salespeople one-on-one to figure out why they can close deals and why they struggle. And there's a lot of fantastic salespeople out there that have every sales skill and ability and technique available, and they know them backwards and forwards, and they're all closing deals. And then they hit an emotional downturn, and everything falls apart. So what I've done today for you is I've put a list together of ways to get out of an emotional downturn and ways to move forward from things that I have seen work. Now, this is not a complete list of every single thing that you can do. It is a good starting point if you are in a sales struggle and you're like, I just don't know what to do. I'm struggling. And I I challenge you to take a look at this list and see how many things you have done versus how many things you haven't. And I think there's 10 or 11 different items in here that I've I've put on this list. Sometimes as I'm going through and doing a recording, I will see something and be like, oh, you know what? I need to add this. So in my mind, I can start off with 10. And then by the time the episode's done, I might have like uh, 12, 13, 14, 15. So welcome to the show. Let's get started. Salespeople go through sales slumps, but there's, there's different reasons why you're induced into a sales slump. One, it could just be your natural cycle. Yes, salespeople go through natural order of progression. You can have a bunch of leads that cancel on you you and, and then run fine. And then you can go on a heater and close a whole bunch of deals and nothing happens. And then you end up with a whole bunch of credit rejects. There's probably like five or six different things that happen in a natural cycle for a salesperson. And one of them is a sales slump. Sometimes it's just natural and sometimes you induce it. So what I want to talk to you today about is how you deal with your sell slump in different ways that you can go through and push up your emotions. So if you're struggling today and you're like, oh, Scott, like today's just a tough day. I had a tough time getting out of bed. Hey, I have those too, just so you know. You know, uh, last week there was some issues going on. It was my father's birthday and my father passed away a couple years back. It put me in an emotional downturn. Like I, I go through everything that you go through. You go through that everything that I go through. So what I figured that I would do is I would put a list together for you to how to get out of an emotional downturn, okay? So there's probably about 10 different things on this item and almost all of them are zero cost or low cost and you can implement them pretty much immediately. 
So the first thing is music. What kind of music gets you pumped up? Okay. And, and the reason I bring this up is everybody's got their own version. And I listen to just about everything on the planet. I've got a terabyte of, of information on my card on my phone. So I've got everything from opera to classical to blues to hip hop. And we're talking like early 80s hip hop, 90s hip hop, 20s hip hop, rap, gangster rap, uh, metal, thrash metal, you name it. I probably have it on my phone. Okay. But the reason I, I'm targeting music is it's one of the fastest ways for you to get to where you need to be. Now, I find that when I'm in an emotional downturn, I start looking for music that will keep me in an emotional downturn. And I'm revealing a lot here. So please understand that this, this is important. So if you're listening to music, it is vitally important that you find the stuff that gets you pumped up. So every once in a while, I will come across like some songs that remind me of breakups. <laughs> and not all the breakups were good. Not all of them were, were uh, on my part. They were on the part of another person. And so like, you know, each, each time I hear those songs, sometimes they can push me into a negative role. And then sometimes, you know, it's like, oh, hurt feelings, hurt feelings. So the reason I bring this up is you got to have your list, your list of music that pumps you up. And I would say, make a playlist now, put it on your phone. You know, there, there's nothing, nothing wrong with it. You could go to YouTube. You're like, I don't have that music. I didn't buy it. I don't have the money to buy it. Fine. Here's what you do. You go to YouTube, you find the video and you make your own playlist. Just sign into YouTube, make your own playlist but make a playlist on your phone, okay? So use music to your advantage. Use music to your prime to get you to where you need to be. And if you're struggling right now, I would say, hey, whatever music causes you to struggle, pay attention to that because when I ride with salespeople and companies hire me, I'll say like, what is your go-to song when you're feeling bad about yourself? And people are like, I've never thought about that. And we start talking about, I'm like, well, how often have you listened to that song lately? They're like, oh my goodness, I just listened to that song. I'm like, nope, nope, nope. What song do you have that pumps you up? So for me, I'm going to give you some insights into my life again, being very revealing here today on the How to Sell Show, is Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen. Now, you're probably laugh like, Scott, why Why in the world would you Why would you choose Bohemian Rhapsody? Well, there, there's a very good obvious reason. You think about that song, it goes through every single emotion, Okay. And if you're in a car, if you're in an office, if you're in a cubicle and you sing that song out loud, everybody's going to laugh. I can think of times where I was in a sales slump and I would get done with a sales call and I would jump in my car and I would, I would lip sync. I would sing. I would, I would do everything possible to get all of the bad emotions out of me after a sales call by singing Bohemian Rhapsody. It's, it's just something I did. Okay. Something else you can do, free, low cost, zero cost, no cost, as long as you have internet and bandwidth, you can watch Golden Buzzer Moments. So America's Got Talent, uh, you know, the episodes of, of shows where people come in and they they try to get approval from uh, music executives or movie executives for their skills and for their abilities and for their, they, they can sing, they can act, they have, they have some sort of talent, okay? So like, you can just go and look up golden buzzer moments and there's already playlists built. So like if, if you're like, I'm feeling bad about myself, I need to get pumped up. Here's what you do. Go look up golden buzzer moments. And I'll give you a couple of mine that like every time I watch the videos, like I, I tear up, I'm like, oh, I'm chopping onions, onions. Like one of them, there is a, a girl who's deaf. Now in the early 2000s, I thought I was going deaf. So I took sign language and I, I have the opposite of deaf. I have hyper hearing. And so like, you know, I have a hearing problem. I truly do. 
And so for me, there is an emotional connection to this this girl. She's like, hey, I wanted to give up. So she plays the ukulele and she's deaf and she's got almost darn near perfect pitch. Being deaf is, it, I got to tell you, that's not easy to do. It's darn near impossible. There's that. There's a, a trash man who wanted to sing a song for his daughters and had never sing, sung in public and just killed it on his on his uh, uh, his his audition. That's the word I was looking for. There's one where this little girl comes in and she wrote her own song and plays the ukulele and and kills it. Like the, you can borrow those emotions to feel good. And even though that they're not tied to you, you may you may pick a different video. I'm just giving you three of mine. I'm giving you my outlay. So you know, go go look up some some golden buzzer moments. Three movies, movies. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna today's gonna be pretty revealing about me. I'm gonna give you a lot of insights on Sunday nights uh, because I believe that Mondays are the most underrated day for you to take advantage of your competition. And I'll tell you why here in a second. So every Sunday night, I watch an inspirational movie. In, I put inspirational in like different types of quotes here because it can range. So I'm going to name three sports movies. We could go down this list. We could talk about a lot of them. You can put your own in here, but let's talk about like Invincible with uh, Mark Wahlberg. Wahlberg. You got Rudy. You got the movie Greater. I mean, I could add the greatest game ever played. Like most of these are about sports because like you, the the person in the movie is having to overcome a lot of obstacles to get to where they need to be. There's not a lot of good movies about salespeople. There's Tommy Boy. <laughs> There's Tommy Boy. That's usually the the better version of, of movies for salespeople. But I'll watch I'll watch one of these movies on Monday or Sunday nights to to get my mind going before my day begins because you know being an entrepreneur, being in business, being in sales, you have to overcome unsurmountable odds to make things happen. And sometimes it's really easy. And sometimes you're like, man, things are going really easy. And sometimes you're like, I just want to give up and I want to stay in bed and pull the covers over my head. So make a list of your movies. What movies make you feel good? What make, what movies make you feel fantastic? Like there's, there's times where if I'm struggling and like I'm in a fight, I'll watch 300. Okay. There's times where I'm struggling and I'm I'm having a really tough time. I'll go to movies that are all about fights. Like I'll watch Gladiator. Gladiator is a common movie for me to watch on Sunday nights, just as common as it is for me to watch Rudy. Pick your movies now. Make your list. Like it doesn't cost you anything. What's on your list? If if you were in a struggle right now and you had to watch a movie about a fight, what would it be? What movie would you pick? There's plenty of good movies out there. I've given you like five or six. Okay. Number four, talk to your group. Talk to your group. Talk to your group. And you're like, Scott, what's my group? Well, I have a couple of different groups that I talk to through the day. Okay. And and they, they all are in different industries. And what we do throughout the day is we call each other. We talk to each other about our wins and we talk to each other about our losses. And the reason why we do this is to get the poison out and also to have somebody there celebrate with us. Because sometimes celebrating alone is very tough and not everybody understands sales. So we have morning check-ins and we have afternoon check-ins. And if needed, we have night check-ins. And I will go to the group and I will tell them what's going on. Like uh, two weeks ago. Yeah, two weeks ago. Well, my dad, my dad's birthday. I was like, hey, I'm not feeling it. Just guys, no, I'm really struggling right now. I miss my dad. I miss talking to him. I miss interacting with him. And, uh, you know, I'm in an emotional downturn. And, you know, they they did their job because we have this arrangement. They built me up. Scott, you're a badass. Scott, you're good at what you do. Scott, you deserve this. And the same thing happens when, when they're struggling, we build them up too. But you know, this happens throughout the day. We either text each other or call each other. And I've got two different, two different versions of this that I work within. And the funny thing is, is 
one of the persons that I, I have this conversation with is in the medical business. The other person, another person that I work with is in the medical profession as a doctor. Uh, a couple of people that I have on my other team that I'm going to refer to it as, they're in different professions. Two of them are in in-home sales. One of them is in insurance. One of them is in consulting. So it's like we all just talk back and forth and we keep each other on, on track. And if you, if you go down this path, the people you talk to don't have to be in your industry. They don't have to necessarily be in sales. But what it is, is it gives you the opportunity to not hold all the crap in that's bothering you, all the issues that are, that are holding you down because they're like a poison. And if you don't get them out, then what happens is you extend your sales slump and sales slumps are not fun. Okay. Number five, haha. <laughs> I want to give you some insights from one of the things that I have figured from writing with salespeople. And I'm going to give you a metric called TOC, time on call, time on call. And I found this important enough that a major CRM uh, put this into their process based upon my recommendations. Okay. And so time on call is this, how long are you with your client? So for me, I have a sweet spot. So this is my, this is, this is my matrix. This is my sweet spot between 90 minutes and two and a half minutes, two and a half hours. If, if I'm in a full sales process, depending upon the product, depending upon the service. Okay. So like this, let's let's take this back six years. Let's say this is full-time sales doing heating and air time on call TOC 90 minutes to two and a half hours below 90 minutes. I hadn't built enough value. The answer was going to be no, or I want to think about it after two and a half hours. There was probably a complaint that Scott is rude. Scott's arrogant. And I probably said something that offends people because here's what happens. There's only so much that I can pay attention to before I get bored out of my freaking mind. And at about two and a half hours, I've had all my conversations. And, you know, if you can sit longer than two and a half hours with people and not get in trouble, you're, hey, good for you. High five. I'm going to give you a high five through the, through the microphone. My brain just can't do it. And it's not that I haven't tried. It's not that I haven't worked on it. It's not that I don't have content. You know, I've got 2,600 YouTube videos. I've written over half a million words on sales training that are in book form. Like, I've got content. It's just, I get bored. Like my brain's like, this isn't very interesting. I'm out. I've got a million other things that I could rather do. Okay. True. Real, real deal. This is, this is who it is. So your time on call matters. So you need to know your minimum and you need to know your maximum. What's the minimum amount of time on a call that you can close a deal and not have problems? Because if you close a deal too quick and it wasn't taken care of properly, you can have complaints, you can have concerns, you can have people who want to rescind the offer. They want to roll it back. Like your number is going to be different than my number. Number six, you versus I conversations. This one's huge. And what will get you stuck in a sales slump is talking about yourself too much. Me, 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 me. Like I truly am my favorite subject. I love to talk about myself. I love to talk about myself, but not in a sales call. Okay. And, and the reason I bring this up is there becomes a point when someone's in a sales slump that as they're struggling, because they're struggling and they don't want the focus to be on the struggle, they talk about themselves. And so in copywriting, they have this thing called the flish Kincaid scale. It's an FK, FK, FK scale. And what you can do is you can transcribe your sales process. If you can record it legally, and I am saying legally, don't, don't go on the dark side and do stuff illegal. But if you can record your sales process and look for how many times you're talking about yourself and get it transcribed versus how many times you're talking about the pain, the problem, the risk, or the issue for the buyer. Now, if you're in a sales slump, here's what you need to know. Patterns are predictable. 
they are truly predictable. And if you're if you're keeping good notes about what you're doing and how you're selling and and the way that things are working out, you can win huge. Most salespeople they don't they don't understand how big of a deal this is. You have patterns in your life just like I've got patterns in my life. You're going to have a cancellation run. You're going to have a credit reject run. You're going to have a cash run. You're going to have a laydown run. You're going to have a difficult client run. There's going to be like six, seven, eight different types of things that circle around. And if you're paying attention, you're going to know where they are. Next up, breathing and exercise. Woo, woo, woo. I'm going to give you some woo, woo stuff right here. So uh, I noticed that I really started doing better in sales when I would do breathing exercises in the morning, aka meditate. If I could, if I could just slow myself down, and like this cost you zero, 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 zero dollars. Go to YouTube and type in guided medica- meditations. Just, and what you're going to do is you're going to know when you find the right person because the voice is going to resonate and the noises in the background are going to resonate. And it's probably going to take you. I'm going to give you a magic number, ten to fifteen people to try to figure out to find this thing. And to get this information and to find find the 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 way that you're going to connect, ten to fifteen. If you're like, hey Scott, I listened to two of them and they sucked. Yep, got it, got it. Scott, I listened to five of them and I couldn't find one. Yep, totally understand. I get that. It's going to take you ten to fifteen to find the one that you want. Okay. Next on this list, therapy, therapy. And uh, the weird thing about sales is sales is very masculine. I'm going to close you. I'm going to get this done. You could think of all the ways that people explain closing deals. Very masculine. But what's not really considered very masculine is going to a therapist. And when I shared with you that I have two different groups that I work within, you know, part of that is therapy to say, here's the problems that I'm struggling with. I just need to admit them and get them off my chest and and explain what's going on. And I always feel better. I always feel better. And, you know, the cool thing is if you're around people who've been in sales long enough, we've all seen weirdness. We've all been through emotional upturns, downturns, breakups, divorces, deaths, you name it. These are all things that cause you to go into a sales slump. So there's nothing wrong with saying, hey, look, you know what? I really do need some some therapy. I really do need to to have conversations and get things off my chest. Next on the list. Um, I, I, I put this on the list and I'm laughing because like, I know that most people, when I say this, they're going to instantly go to the bump and grind, but emotional touch and or intimacy. And so like, there is something to be said about having somebody in your life or someone or someone's depending upon if you're polyamorous or not, um, to have physical touch in your life. And you know, like, there are ways to imitate this legally. So I got to say this because like uh, when I was single and I was struggling, I would go get like a manicure or a pedicure because then there was like physical touch. It was a way for me to connect, not necessarily in a meaningful way with somebody, but a way to connect. Same thing with massages. And I'm not talking the freaky deaky massages. I'm talking like, you know, the licensed stuff where somebody is like a trigger point therapist or they're doing deep tissue release not the not the weird stuff. Don't make it weird here on the How to Sell show. Okay. Next, donate time to a charity. And you know, there's different charities for different reasons that are going to connect with you. You can you can work with a, a homeless charity. You can work with a battered woman or a battered man group. Like you pick the charity. You find one that that finds worthiness to you. Like you know. There's times when I go out to Oahu and they do beach cleanups. I don't live on Oahu. I mean, I spend quite a bit of time there. 
but I don't live on Oahu full time. But when they do a beach cleanup, I'll go donate time to a charity and go clean up the beach. You know, it's a way to, to not have to think about yourself. And the cool thing is you usually meet some really awesome people. So, you know, a couple of beach cleanups out on the North Shore have netted some good friends and some good relationships than people who are like, hey, like I saw you at the beach cleanup. So everybody's got their own thing. If you want to get out of a sales slump, you're going to have to take a look and re-engineer and figure out why you got into the sales slump. Was it natural? Was it just that part of your sales cycle? Was it that you caused it or you induced it? Major changes in your life can hit a, a sales slump. Like you buy a house, you buy a car, you go on vacation, you get married. Now think, and, and, and you know, there's a birth of somebody in your life. Now you do the opposite of those. You lose a car, you lose a house you lose a significant other, you lose a family member. Those are all ways for you to naturally get induced into a cell slump, but you got to know how to get out of them. Thanks for checking out this episode of the How to Sell Show. You can join the party at howtosell.live to get the show notes, links, updates on new episodes, recordings of previous episodes, articles, as well as videos. You may not know this sales secret, but sharing this episode with a friend will bring you good luck. See you soon. Mahalo.